0: Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 23, Michael Jordan edition, in which we won't talk about anything related to Michael Jordan. Guys, uh, my name is Ron, and I'm joined by the loose cannon, Mondo.
1: I hate Michael Jordan. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And James, how do you feel about Michael Jordan?
1: (laughs) I like Michael Jordan.
0: All right. Well, we're off to a great start, guys. (laughs) So uh, this weekend was the big... Mayweather versus... Uh, wait, what's the guy's name? I already forgot.
1: Conor McGregor? Conor
0: McGregor. The big Conor McGregor fight against exactly, Mayweather. he's
1: not really a fighter. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> this was a clash of two styles, and we all got a chance to watch this. Uh, I just want to say up front that none of us are really boxing fans or analysts. Well, we like to watch it, but we don't like keep up super with the sport. So take our advice or our analysis with a grain of salt. But I was entertained with this match. It, I guess I set my expectations very low, and uh, I was very pleased with it. I legitimately thought that uh, McGregor was in this in the first couple of rounds. But as you kind of see, the the stuff is coming on afterwards. This was all part of Mayweather's plans. So uh, what did you guys think?
1: Part of his plan? You mean the same one? I'm going to play defense, carry the other guy, or maybe this... Uh... You know, you stated that this was a clash of two fighters. I mean, when you limit somebody else from his other arsenal, you're not you're putting a handicap on the other fighter, which is Conor McGregor. He's stepping into the ring. I'm sorry, guys. You know, and like like we said, you can take this like a grain of salt. This is just you know my uh, amateur opinion. But when you take somebody's uh, core essence out and you give him just two hands without his submissions, his holds, his legs. Uh, you're not really fighting. You're, you're doing something different, which uh, unfortunately for some fighters, you know, it can take years, maybe decades before they, they can actually get inside the ring. But I will say this. Uh, I give kudos to Conor McGregor putting on those gloves, putting on a great show. Yeah. I don't think I don't consider it a fight, but it was just it was great entertainment in my view. And it's something that says a lot to, you know, uh, not necessarily uh, the boxing world. But to MMA fighters out there who, you know what, if they can't uh, find a place in MMA, they can surely try boxing, you know, Uh, as long as you find a fighter uh, like Mayweather, who's going to drop back, let you get tired because he knows it's all about fatigue and carry you through the next five, six rounds. And then, you know, you get winded and, you know, game over.
2: Well, you don't have to start immediately with Mayweather. He just happened to be called out, and uh, he answered the call. What did you think, James? I actually really thought it was entertaining. Uh, it was a lot better than the last super fight, which was uh, against Manny Pacquiao. Uh, what a bore fest that was. Uh, although this, was <clears throat> you know, uh, like, this could have been an, a similar situation where they got their payday, and then they just half-assed the performance, uh, which I felt the last fight was uh, with uh, Pacquiao. This one at least was very entertaining. Uh, Conor McGregor at least tried, put in a little bit of work uh, as much as he can. Obviously, he kind of fatigued himself until the end, and uh, that's when Mayweather struck. But it was a valiant effort by Conor McGregor, mad props for uh, him not only getting his payday, uh, and, and just putting a, a decent uh, a decent fight. You know, people uh, probably thought he would have been knocked out the first few rounds, <clears throat> But uh, he ended up, uh, you know, being very impressive, especially with his boxing skills. He has an orthodox style, which was a little interesting to watch. And you kind of tell like the ref was letting him get away with a lot of things, <laughs> especially those uh, hits to the back of the head. Those little
0: choppers that he was doing. Yeah, those choppers.
2: Chops. And then, like, him, <laughs> like, I, I guess it's just, just his instincts or natural reflexes to uh, when he, like, hugs somebody, he goes to the side um that's just an mma thing and that was very strange to see in boxing like he kept grabbing him from behind or from the side and, and there was at one point where he grabbed him from behind but then started like like hitting the ribs from the back <laughs> I'm like normally you, you don't do that in boxing but it, it was interesting uh the ref let that go uh normally in most cases they give one warning and then penalize them every match after but i think it would have pissed a lot of people off if uh, they had to end the fight like out of disqualification or something uh, with so all the. He's those hitting
1: people. the ribs. It's not like he's hitting the kidneys. So, you know, correction. But there. still,
2: uh, he's still from behind, though. So that's like weird. But then
1: again, he's not really a fighter. So you're going to have to let certain things he's go. He's
2: a fighter. He's just not a boxer. The, the thing is, the ref was just allowing that. Or I don't know if they mandated
0: that or what because the refing was kind of odd. But uh, very entertaining fight otherwise. Yeah, one of the things that I saw on Twitter was that. It would have been cool if they found a way to uh, cut the rounds to a number that would be like a balance of both. So not quite 12, not quite three rounds. What if you met somewhere in between? Maybe six. It would have definitely changed the complexion of this match for sure. So longer rounds, but short. I'm sorry, shorter rounds, but longer, uh, longer in between.
2: I mean, but it's any still kind a variation match.
1: No, no matter how much you yeah. try to cut it, it's that's still the a blocky match. That's, yeah. No, that's not the problem. It's just that's the handicap. You're, I guess taking, so, yeah, you're, right. you're out of their element, and you're forcing him to, hey, you're restricted to your hands only. He put
2: himself in that situation. You're making it seem like they mandated or forced him to do whatever, all this stuff. He's the one that challenged Mayweather to a boxing match. So that's what ended up being happening. And exactly, he ended up the, but if you do a,
1: that, you have to understand that this is not really a boxing match. If he called him out, that's fine. That's on call him. him. I him, but he's match, not a real boxing match. He's not he's a not boxer, but he, he
2: challenged so why is him to boxing match.
1: Has... I mean, not praising McGregor, but why is everybody praising Mayweather? Oh my God, he, he's the best. Like, dude, really? Like, okay, that's he's not 50-0. and 0. He's 49-0. and 0 in my Well,
0: that's opinion. a different discussion about the quality of the opponents that he's chosen. But, you know, as you said, uh, it was a boxing match and it was sanctioned by the Nevada Boxing Commission. They had to follow those rules. They had to follow boxing rules and judges and all that. So it was set up and agreed upon to be um a a boxing match i i guess i was just more thinking of like in a perfect world what would it have looked like if it was less rounds but he agreed to this and uh you know that's what we got
2: mm-hmm. i agree it's set up as a boxing match it is a boxing match so people are paid for a boxing match and that's what we got
1: we paid for a spectacle
2: and we got that too <laughs> yeah, we got
0: that
1: too it was entertaining <laughs> it was got a spectacle
0: <laughs> all right. right well it uh I don't know what's gonna what happen. It? He says he's done. Uh, Mayweather says he's done with this. Who knows? Money talks. We'll see what happens down the line. Um, uh, so in other news, uh, I was watching, we're about a week away from the release of Destiny 2, and, uh, there was this person that is a YouTuber named, my name is Byf, B-Y-F, and he basically made this 90 minute, uh, video that explains the destiny storyline from pre from just all available points of
1: the story that you can well most of it he took out a good chunk
0: yeah oh that's true he didn't go super into detail but in the sense that it when he started his it video sense. it predates <laughs> the events of the game mm-hmm. uh and it's all about like the just all about what happened and it just is really interesting it, it's a long video it's not going to be for everybody um, but certainly, you, anyone who has played Destiny 1 knows that they didn't explain the story very well. This is a nice way to get refreshed on it and to go even more in-depth. And I enjoyed it very much. Mondo, I know you saw this. What did you think?
1: Dude, I, I loved it. Uh, the fact that you know some of these uh, YouTubers out there take the time and uh, you know, resources to do something like this is just amazing. Uh, this video has been up for more than like six months. It- it's amazing that a-, a lot of people are actually starting to watch this just now. But, like you said, it's a good uh, stepping point or an introduction into the lore of Destiny. And he made it clear, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to introduce, you know, ABC that will lead into the uh, Destiny content and a little bit after that. And he even mentions that, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be touching certain aspects of the lore because if he does that, he's going into different places. Kind of like with the whole little discussion we just had with that boxing thing. Uh, So... (laughs) You know, in retrospect, it was an amazing video. I enjoyed it. It got me more hyped for Destiny 2, which is out next week. Hint, hint. So, and wink, wink. James, any interest in watching this? I don't have
0: time for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, speaking of full-length feature films, you did have time for Death Note. Uh, or Who watched this? Who put this on the outline, guys? Uh, we both did, yeah. Oh, so you did have time for this. Yeah, cool you tell me it was
2: It was something that... Uh, Minor. at least is new and <laughs> can be while watching it um we'll get to that, it's all right this netflix movie is based on some anime i like the the concept is really cool like the lore and the world uh however how it's executed is especially the second half was a little bit goofy and over the top um i didn't I think it was bad, but it wasn't the greatest. Uh, Willem Dafoe, who plays this kind of like death demon thing, uh, he kind of was the best part of the movie, and the design of it looked really cool. Um, I wish they just did a better job of this particular story. So basically, the, the concept is is basically uh, this high school student <clears throat> one day just booked that just drops from the sky. They don't explain that either, by the way. Um, and within it, it details rules that if you write somebody's name on their... And as you're writing the name, you picture that person's face in your mind. <clears throat> uh, that person will die within the next, like, 30 seconds or so. So this guy, this kid was basically uh, pretty much the first person he used it on was on a bully that was bullying him and ended up, like, working. And then uh, the whole thing was that he's going to try to get rid of, like, the bad people in the world, like terrorists and uh, bad governments. And it, it created a cool hysteria around the world where... <clears throat> He killed these people under the name of another persona named Kira. And so some uh, people in the nation were kind of praising him. Some were against him because they feared, you know, it's pretty much like a god, pretty much. Uh, so that that parts were cool because uh, it set it up that way. But how it ends uh, or where the second act or third act goes, it it really went derailed uh the guy from the actor from get out pops up and it's like a detective that's uh chasing after him and then involves with this uh girl that he's with as well it it had a great premise but failed to deliver on in a full uh movie platform but it was entertaining i wouldn't say it's a great movie but uh cool concept
1: um it's not just some anime the uh name of the uh movie death note is based on the anime which was very popular back in like in the i believe early mid-2000s i want to say i saw this and it was really good because i haven't seen the anime itself and just to see the characters being portrayed i got kind of like iffy because uh the whole setting i mean i'm glad it's here in america so when i saw the american actors i was like hey that's that's cool you know uh they're pretty much setting the whole premise around seattle uh, washington is it Seattle, Washington? I'm trying to remember. Uh, so yeah, you're light Yagami, which is the main character. His name was like Light Turner or something. So typical. You gotta have a you know main uh, Caucasian as the lead. Uh, I did like uh, his performance. It was kind of like uh, stale, but that's usually how he was in the anime. Uh, L. Uh, I forget the uh, African American actor who was uh, portraying L. He's a Smart child detective uh, and he's trying to go after uh, light and the way he's depicted really really grabbed my attention because He it seems like he did his research on death note because he was doing all these little little things that Made me remember the anime uh, back in the day when you know, he's biting his lip the way he's you know kind of talking um, His mannerisms. It was just like man, you know, this is this is really great and I do agree in the second half of this movie it, it does kind of like go. Uh, it tries to derail. Yeah, it just derails. There's like so many things going on, and you're like scratching your head, like, "Hey, uh, let's get back to the point." You know, let's let's get back into. I honestly the Honestly, thought it
2: start to falter when that L guy came in because he was so over the top. In my opinion, <laughs> I haven't seen the anime, but uh, kind of going what you're bas- uh what you're saying is that he's going full anime. Yeah. And it, uh, to me, Everybody that felt else, a little yeah. goofy. Um, <laughs> and over the top for that second half. Like it kind of, uh, felt like kind of a cool take on final destination, uh, where they, they could come up with creative kills, but this, this boy is, uh, uh, manufacturing it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think just from his, once he's got introduced, that's when it, you know, fell off for me.
1: Yeah. Cause, um, basically in the anime, it's like a, it was a cat and mouse psychological kind of thing. I think they tried to do that, but it, it was a little bit difficult, uh, like, towards the second half, and they didn't capture that same essence. Um, I did like the scene in the uh, in the restaurant where it's raining and you see Light talking to L. That was, like, one of the mainstays in the uh, anime, which I can remember, when they both kind of, like, uh, meet face-to-face. So that was really cool, not to give anything away from the uh, the movie or the anime, but it's just, like, a really cool scene, so they got that part right. But everything else just uh, seemed uh, going nowhere, just kind of like James said, derails, and just, in my opinion, just kind of ends abruptly.
2: Yeah, that, it's that an thing.
1: average, it's an average movie. Yeah, it's, it's
2: okay. Yeah. It's okay. The, the best positive I can give other than Willem Dafoe is that it has a cool style, has really good gore and inventive kills, and uh, the soundtrack's cool. It's very, it has a lot of 80s soundtrack in there, which I, I tend to favor.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like if you're into the anime, it's worth potentially looking into, um, but uh, not the best movie overall. All right, well, let's get into some TV shows. This past weekend was the Game of Thrones Season 7 finale. I
1: almost
0: on this. Uh, fair enough, just like I was on Death Note. <laughs>
1: oh, you're awake. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: so, James, should we talk about spoilers? Probably not because uh, we don't know where people are and uh, you know this isn't really like a huge Game of Thrones podcast. So why it's don't fine. we get... What's your impressions then? Yeah, so overall, now it's just taking a look at the full season... Whereas I thought that it was getting off to a great start, it's I'm making the analogy to a train that when it starts off going fast and you're like, yeah, and then the train starts moving too fast, right? And I felt like what I appreciated how they were cutting to the chase in the beginning, I felt like it almost started to move too fast. And one of the things about Game of Thrones that distinguishes it from other shows is that it was very much about talking and setting up a lot of pieces and you know, and it's it's about the dialogue. And this was very heavy on action. And, uh, you know, ultimately for the finale itself, I felt like it was more of a setup for Season 8 than a nice closure to Season 7. Would you agree with me on that? Uh, it had, ended up on a cliffhanger, for sure. But just in terms of, like, nothing really got resolved. It was just a bunch of uh, setup. It was just all, like, setting up more pieces. And, and that's almost something that I could expect from, like, a... The season eight, episode one, you know, in terms of setting things up, it, it didn't give me that satisfaction. To me, what my expectations of a season finale are is close up what you were trying to do that season and leave one little a couple of little mysteries for the next one. And I don't know that this achieved that. I don't know that this really closed it. It just felt
2: like I can see that they did do like, you know, one major reveal. And that's pretty much it. And yeah. I close one storyline uh, involving the Starks, uh, the Stark ladies. Yes. But beyond that, they everything else was you're right, pretty much spoilers. But it was an entertaining one to me. Like it, you could tell this season, and either it was like split in half or whatever. Like you mentioned, it's probably just leading off to the next one, which is sad because the next season's in 2019. We gotta wait super long. Um, but it felt very uh, fan servicey. So pretty much. They're giving since it's closing up closing up, it seemed like they put themselves in a corner, so they have to tie up everything as fast as they can, and it's becoming very fiction ish where like they're pairing off characters that you normally they probably would never meet normally. Um, <clears throat> romances are finally getting together. Uh, it's it the quality has dropped in terms of writing because of that, but the entertainment factor increased up. So it became more like a Uh, bombastic show now rather than, you know, deep, uh, you know, occurrences or so. But we'll see how it goes. This season as a total just went by real fast. It's so short. And um, there's even less episodes next season, the, the final season. So let's see how they wrap everything up because it just seems like they're just opening up more things rather than closing up. So that means it's possible that it might even be even
0: further rushed uh, the last season. So um, maybe not because they're going to be feature length, so at least oh, not, maybe every episode. That's what uh, I was hearing. It's going to okay. be like, okay. Never know, mind because this, this so. last
2: episode was. Uh, 90 minutes I think, right? Yeah, it's pretty so, long. So. If
0: they're all like that then that's a little bit better, but also that's what's going to take longer and then because you're going to have a lot of stuff with White Walkers, the special effects are going to take a while as well. So that might be, be uh, it's going to be a while before we see this. So to me, it is a good chance for me to rewatch everything and uh you know, get caught up again. The only thing I did have a problem though is uh
2: how convenient certain things are, especially with like Bran. He's like pops in whenever he feels like it's convenient yeah. and does something and not and withhold information for the rest of the time
0: but well that's other than that, that's the problem with that design of a character that kind of knows everything you know it's too op yeah yeah i feel uh, you all right well let's wake mondo back up because i'm about to get into defenders guys uh, i finally had a chance to watch this and i left off at about episode three and a half. And let me tell you, I'm super disappointed by this. And the first one was completely boring. I tuned out. I had it on in the background. I'm like checking Twitter. And it was a similar situation for the second one. I just feel like um, there's nothing that's starting off to, to grab me. And I'm not very compelled by the villain at this point. And... I don't know that it all works together. I, I feel like these shows do better each of their own. And then, boy, I'm glad I didn't watch, uh, iron fist because those segments when that guy's on screen are just a total snooze fest. So please tell me it gets better guys. And at what point th- does it start to kind of peak up a bit? Well, you have to finish episode three. That's where it picks up. <laughs> it's all half of it. Yeah. Um,
2: the second half is where it finally picks up, but, yeah, it does take a while to get going, but once it gets to the, the second half of that third episode, uh, action picks up, and then everyone's finally kind of really together. Um, it kind of gets moving moving from there.
0: Yeah, and it almost seems like uh, on a couple of occasions, there's just kind of flimsy excuses to have everyone do crossover in their universes, you know, like somebody's a lawyer to somebody, and, and you know, it's just like somebody ends up in a police station, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're Jessica Jones, you know, and it's just like, okay, You got to suspend your disbelief a bit for them crossing over so much. It is a comic book series. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to continue to watch it because there's not a lot of episodes. Like if this thing was like 23 episodes or something, I might have checked out. But I might be willing to give this a shot, uh, and hopefully, it gets better. You might like like how it ends.
1: Not though.
0: Kind sit like down to give it. <laughs> Think of it like glow. You didn't like it in the first half,
2: but then the second half was You bad. know
0: what? That's a great point. So Mondo, you're right. I'm going to sit down and watch it. I'm going I'm to pay full attention and maybe it's going to get me there.
1: Don't worry. I'll come over. I'll have the hat gun.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, in team movie news, guys, we did it. We were successful. Our campaign <laughs> against that work, guys. They heard us. They heard us. They heard us. All the listeners of our podcast raised up. In frustration and anger, well, just kidding, but basically we reported that he was being cast for this position of the Asian actor or the Asian uh, character in the new Hellboy remake. And that very week, he, I guess he caught a lot of flack from people and on Twitter he announced that he is stepping down from this role. He said he hadn't realized that it was going to be so divisive. And, you know, I I could understand that because a lot of times these celebrities aren't real fans of... of what they're getting into, and they learn it as they go. So, you know, I'm buying it, and kudos to the guy, because he's leaving money on the table. I mean, I don't know what he gets paid, but he's leaving a couple million, and uh, he's just like, I don't want to deal with it, so I give him a lot of credit. What do you guys think? Yeah, mad
2: respect, because, like, he... Step down like he's he mentioned on that uh tweet that he wasn't aware that it was an asian american uh character like you like you said that they probably weren't aware of the original uh, material but uh he left very respectful and a good example that a lot of uh, actors should do he said that um he believes that you know everyone should have a voice uh or at least you know in, in the arts and if stepping down helps that cause, that he's willing to do it, you know, uh, just because that's the right thing to do. And, you know, that's like super mad respect uh, for this guy. I, You know, this guy's not a big actor or anything, but he's been in a, a few notable movies. Like he was a villain in Deadpool. He was in Game of Thrones. He was in that transporter movie we saw, that like the recent one. Um, but good on him. I, Our voices have been heard. And it's good to see, uh, hopefully... Because of this, that the uh, casting agents will actually cast an Asian actor, that would be pretty funny if because this guy dropped, another white dude takes the space. That would, that would be so stupid. But uh that'd uh, be this, crazy. This is a good start, and then pretty much, uh, you know, due to this guy uh, sacrificing himself, essentially, it, it kind of makes all these other actors kind of accountable as well. So you you can kind of tell if they're really going for the money or not. But uh, it's it's a good start.
1: Two things I take out of his uh, Twitter account. One, uh, basically, you know what? He was, like you guys said, kind of uh, didn't know about the uh, source material. Um, So I guess he didn't want to publicly get scrutinized and not know what he was getting into. So that's deep honesty on his part. Like, hey, you know what? I didn't know this, A, B, and C. This is why I'm dropping it. And it's great to see that, hey, he's doing it out of respect. So other people, uh, such as, you know, whatever background or cultural cultural background you may be, if they're writing a story about an Asian, Armenian, Russian, you know, etc. You know what? Hollywood needs to step up and take the time to go out and get these actors because there are actors out there. You just gotta find them. They have to do what's right. And that's a great step forward.
2: Hey, our last podcast worked so uh, let them hear our voices again. In yeah, this
0: and uh, yes, guys, sir. I just thought of this uh, random casting just that I thought of out of thin air, was right. this guy named T-Z-I, last name M-A, T-Z-Ma. He was in Rush Hour 1. Okay, I think Didn't he pl- he played like uh, Jackie Chan's boss, I think. Uh, do you guys remember this actor?
2: Yeah, he was in Lost, right?
0: Was he I in Lost? Who did he play in Lust? Wait, is he in Rush no, Hour? Not. The bad yeah, guy? In, in Rush Hour. Yeah, the bad guy, right? No, not the bad guy. No, oh. this is an older guy. Hmm. It's been a while since I've seen Rush <laughs> Oh, he
1: was the... the Google his, his name. He was a detective over there in uh, in China, remember? Yeah, yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. So he, when I saw the photo of that actor, I'm like, yeah. And, and, and the photo of the, what he looks like in the Hellboy comic, this could work. This could work. So Hollywood, that's my casting. That's for free. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> so there it you works. Go. I, sent, I sent you the you uh, pay photo. Run. Send the checks to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that looks that's pretty good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> there you
0: go. Okay. Uh well, enough about TV guys. Let's get into some video games. Madden 18 came out. Uh I know you guys have this on EA Access. And uh this one this year was notable for its campaign. This kind of taken after FIFA and I guess NBA 2K that had the campaign as well.
2: NBA 2K was the first and it looked like the first one.
0: That, well, they're the
2: first one to do this campaign type of thing, uh, story yeah. mode and sports games and it looks like uh, it's kind of trickling down these other sports games and it's actually uh, working out. Well, what do you guys think? I actually think it's pretty awesome. Uh, The one that's on Madden 18 it's very, uh, I would say it's very close to um, let's say Friday Night Lights. You kind of start off this guy that's in football you actually play high school games but they have all these big name actors in it too like um, uh, Conmouth from Luke Cage uh, that he's the Oscar award winner from Moonlight. He's in it. Really well uh, acted and story, and the graphics are really good because it's on the Frostbite engine this time this year. Uh, really, really well done. I want I'm I'm I haven't finished it. I heard it's pretty short, like maybe six hours or so. But I'm kind of curious to see where this story ends. I think this is a, a good first attempt by EA, um, and I hope that like all these games like do something like that because it adds a lot of value to these sports games rather than just even though they're already content filled, it's it feels like they want the extra effort to even provide. Uh, further uh, like content for people to play especially if they're not into all the other modes Like, you might even get casual people that just play the story uh, kind of like you know people that don't like multiplayer and just like the single player campaign it's a good start in my opinion
1: uh, did you get a chance to play it? I have not tried uh, the Madden 18 uh, I was actually hoping my brother would have picked it up by now on the PS4 so I can just kind of like uh, piggyback off of his system but, um you know what? if James says it's good, it's good, man. So. I
2: like these uh, campaigns, though, in the stories because you make choices and then it, it affects like your character as you're going forward. So it's cool. It's kind of like a like an RPG, but with a story in the sports game, and it's a
0: good addition to these type of things. Okay. Um, well, which one you guys saw Pokken or play Pokin, I'm sorry. That's me. I, have a I tried the Pokken demo,
2: and I don't like it whatsoever. <laughs> it's I, I, I you know I wanted to give it a shot because I've never played this series before. It's a Pokemon fighting game made by uh, Namco, the people that made Tekken, <clears throat> and it's very I don't know because I'm not a, I don't know Pokemon that well, so I didn't other than Pikachu and um, the red dinosaur and the blue Are guy. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with any of the other Pokemon, so I don't know what powers they do. But the gameplay itself isn't very Tekken-like at all. I would say it's probably like Power Stone, where you're in the, kind of like an arena and you move around, um, like throwing projectiles and stuff. Uh, I thought it was kind of shallow. I'm pretty sure there's depth to it, but I haven't uh, had time to learn that stuff. But just uh, the initial impressions, I wasn't a big fan of it. It's uh, uh, Maybe if you're a Pokemon fan, but mm, not for me personally.
1: Uh, not the only one. Uh, Rooney uh, also said the same thing. Just
2: yeah, I I don't know why they make a fighting game with Pokemon. I I I'd rather have like a legit Pokemon game, like three, like a uh, like uh, a console Pokemon. Game the, and, uh, uh, yeah, about or this or fight. like a
0: Pokemon Stadium, right? Like just sort of where you but can see that. Wasn't too bad either screen, it was just mainly yeah. the yeah,
2: yeah but uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. There's a the big following to this,
0: but I'm not part of that. All right. Well, let's get into something better, which is Uncharted: Lost Legacy. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, James, you picked this up. What did you think about this?
2: Um, I'm just say this right out the bat. If you like Uncharted, it's pretty much more Uncharted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I figured as much. Like, there's if you know, if you're tired of that formula, this is not gonna be any different from you. But if you enjoy it, I personally think this is the second best Uncharted the uh, second to Uncharted 2 um, in my opinion anyways I thought 3 and 4 were way too long I didn't like the story too much and I, I'm more interested in these two characters maybe because they're two different characters that uh, appeared in the series before but I like following these characters It um, and it's also shorter I would say it's maybe 7 hours or so and I, I enjoyed it quite a lot you're still going to be doing the same thing climbing things and shooting people uh, shooting still not that great. It's the same. Another nitpick I have, too, is um, the main characters. They move exactly like Nate, uh, Nathan Drake. So it's almost like they just took the same animations and just adopted to uh, Chloe, um, the main character of Uncharted. This, this Uncharted. So it didn't seem like they put much effort in terms of that aspect. But the actual world, is, it's beautiful. They continue to add more vehicle segments that was introduced in part four. And they have a... Um, uh, a lot of people had a misconception that this is an open world game it's not. Only one chapter is open world-ish um, and it, it involves a car so you basically have a choice to go do these different temples. It's very similar to Tomb Raider like a smaller uh, well, they aspect. They had a level
0: like that in uh, Uncharted 4 so that's probably the way it's taken out the Africa that, level.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So it's very similar to that but it's only one chapter of it. It's not the whole game but uh, I dig the set pieces. Um, I, I enjoy it more. I I just like these characters a lot better, and it makes sense for them to kill people. Like uh, in the other games, like it didn't really make sense that Nathan Drake is killing like hundreds and hundreds of people, but he's like a good guy. Yeah. These characters that you're following here, one's a mercenary, one is uh, a kind of like a bounty hunter, and that's what they do. You are know, not really good people, so it makes sense. Highly recommended. I don't know if it's worth forty bucks, uh, especially if you have Uncharted Fatigue, but definitely
0: like you know if it's on sale, definitely pick it up. Yeah, I could easily see this going on sale for, like, Black Friday. Um, that's probably when I would pick it up. But Yeah, I think you'll um, like it. Graphics are I really would, good. Yeah, I would totally set this on easy like I've done with the other Uncharted. They get, the gunplay is not fun to me, so I just want to see the story. So that's what I would do on this one.
2: Yeah, and the story is pretty good. So um, I would recommend it.
0: All right. And uh, last we have Mario Rabbids. What, what's the game actually called? I think it's called Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this game. What did you think, James? I love this game. I'm a big fan of XCOM and that
2: style of games, just tactics, strategy, uh, tactics, RPGs. And this is a great, um, I guess what you would say, a great onboarding game for people that n- normally don't play these type of games. It's not, I wouldn't say it's simple or like a watered down version of the game because it's still pretty hard and there's still a lot of deep mechanics in there, but it's very explained in a very... Uh, Easy way. Like it's easy to learn and pick up and play. the It's not as in-depth as say as XCOM, but there's a lot of similar similarities between them. It's like they still have the percentage meter of the attacks. But what makes this game a little extra special, other than the Mario characters and the rabbits and this world, <clears throat> is that they the movement system, it's really cool, like all the things you can do. So pretty much um, if you're near a nearby teammate you can actually like vault off them to gain further um, grid movement spaces. but what's also cool is like it doesn't count as an action. so basically you can jump off a friend, land on an enemy's head, knock off 20 points of enemies, uh, run and dash and run into another enemy, go behind cover and still be able to have your action points to fire or go into Overwatch mode. Um, Overwatch mode pretty much means where you're on defense. If anything moves, uh, your character will automatically fire at them. I, I'm i so in love with this game. I've been playing it primarily all in portable mode when I go to work and things like that. I can't wait to finish this game in 100%. And there's no uh, achievements, unfortunately. Um, and there's no permadeath, which is... Uh, um, a kind of a hardcore feature that's in Fire Emblem and XCOM, but what makes you uh, gives a little replay value and makes it kind of feel kind of like a puzzle game, I guess for the casual players, is that at, at the end of every battle they kind of rate you kind of like a perfect score, good score, or bad score, and it's based on how many turns you took to beat the actual mission. So when I saw that, when I see that, I don't get that rating. I just want to go back to it and play it again. Kinda kinda like how Mondo when he sees that one of his characters dies in the next com, he kinda restarts it and wants to make sure that they end up surviving. So it, I would do gives, the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so it gives a little bit of uh that replay, kind of uh way. that itch. Not that replay but like that like urge to do good and like play smart, you know? And I highly recommend this game. I think I know Mondo I mean Ron you don't like XCOM, but you I think you'll like this game instead.
0: Yeah I think I would be interested but I'm still waiting a little bit longer to get a switch. I'm in no rush, but this is definitely on my radar. Mondo, what about you?
1: Does Luigi dab?
0: He dabs. So it's game yeah. of the year confirmed. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Must buy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into some game news, guys. Uh, the, it's the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter 2. This is the original Street Fighter 2. And uh, one of the things that they're doing is rather than like, I hope they do more, but rather than just do re-releases on the new generation of console, they're releasing this 30th anniversary edition of the SNES cartridge. And you can buy a brand new SNES cartridge that is getting this premium treatment. So it's going to cost you 100 bucks, and it includes a either red version of the game or the cooler one which they're going to make it less of a glow-in-the-dark blanca green version and it's a real working nes cart and it's going to include like a premium box like a little instruction booklet with extra manuals and things like that so a nice little premium package 100 bucks though uh it's a little bit expensive it looks cool i wouldn't even use these things uh what do you guys think
2: I agree. It looks like a really awesome collector's edition. I'm betting it's like the first thousand units that are the Blanca, blue, uh, Blanca Green, but if you have the money for it and uh, want to just have a great collector's item, this is probably a worthy one. I think it even comes with a, a legit like manual, like an uh, original Street Fighter manual.
0: Yes, but, so it's, but, the, but nicer pages and full-color graphics and everything.
2: Yeah, so if you're into a collector's item, this is something to look forward to, especially if you're a Street Fighter fan. Oof
1: hundred bucks. Destiny 2.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of Street Fighter, uh, there's a new character announced for Street Fighter 5. Her name is uh, Minat. She's a female Egyptian character that manipulates orbs as part of her fighting style. And basically, you could think of her like as Rose, that uh, Street Fighter Alpha character. She looks interesting. But to me, just this whole, you know, season pass thing. I don't know if we talked about it last week in terms of how difficult it is to just pay one fee to get everything in the game. She's six bucks or you part of $30 season two character pass. Um, so, you know, I I feel like on principle, I just am waiting for a nice good sale where I could just pick up everything that they have on this game. Is, it, is this character going to bring any of you guys back to this game?
1: Well, this character looks pretty interesting. She actually has like a Molina like... I believe in Mortal Kombat 9 like she's uh, wrapped up in uh, mummy tape uh, so to speak and uh very flexible so unlike uh Rose in Street Fighter 5 like she shows her flexibility uh, Minata's, does in uh, in the game uh it looks interesting but will it bring me back? No. <laughs> Probably not for me either.
2: I mean maybe when they finally finish all the characters and is a complete game maybe exactly. with all the finished balances I'll Probably jump back in, but uh, there's so many fighters coming out that just overshadow it. I don't know if it's just like if if, if I go back, it's just on those rare occasions when you guys want to play it.
0: Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, uh, the the game isn't even out yet, guys, but apparently they started leaking what the first Destiny Two downloadable content is going to be. This is an expansion. And this is going to star Osiris. For those of you unfamiliar, this is one of the uh, like rumored uh, vanguards or high characters in the series that is often referenced. They had the Trials of Osiris, which is a multiplayer mode. But basically, this is a storyline in which you're going to look for this character and save him. And uh, I'm super excited about this. This isn't too much of a spoiler because if you looked at when you want to buy the premium edition, there's a logo of Osiris. And the other one is the Warmind. So, you know, but this is just kind of like letting people know that, yeah, this is what it's going to be. Mondo, what do you think about this?
1: I think it'll be great, you know, Osiris being part of the Nine, the Mystic Nine. um, It's going to be great uh, not to give too much away. It's going to involve another set of repeating enemies. uh, But this time, apparently what the spoiler is or the leak is all about is that we're actually going to see a representation of the character, which is getting everybody excited. So um, I can't wait.
0: Yeah. And apparently the uh, lighthouse is going to be a social space, which is cool because we've only been there once and we never got a yeah. chance to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that'll be nice. Uh, Ga- uh, James, uh, we'll see if you're still playing months down the line. I believe this will be December. We'd love to have you with us. So let's see if the game keeps you uh, interested. I'll play it if Mondo gets it. All right, he well, has. Yes. Let me
2: let me ask you one thing.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> so you're
2: so you you do not think that they withheld content from the game,
0: as <laughs> when they announced this early DLC link, uh, this was already part of the plans, and it was for Destiny One as well. We knew that by going in that there would be two expansions, and uh, that's fine. And and they're saying that they're adding a ton of content. There's a lot of story missions in this game. So, you know, let me reserve my judgment on how much content is going to be there when the game comes out. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. Okay, uh, next up is uh, Games with Gold for September. Let me open up this link. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, uh, So, this is on Xbox. Okay, Four is a Five, which this was a launch game, am I right? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, Oxen Free. Indie That's game. A great game, you guys should check
2: that out. What's it about? Uh, it's that one where like these kids go into an island, <clears throat> and then like there's weird supernatural things happening. But the, how the gameplay works, it's kind of like, um, you move. It's kind of it's two D, but you move around, you explore this island, but you make conversational choices. But the way they do it is very natural. It doesn't feel like Telltale games or um, David Cage games, where like they'll talk and they stop and then you they just stand there or wait for your response you should give it a shot it's free i think you may enjoy it and it's not that long i would say it's like four hours at max
0: okay well i'm notorious for never playing the damn games that come out on the uh games with gold i have a bunch of them in my queue that i just haven't gotten a chance to play that's a worthy one though i think you'll okay, like it fair enough uh next up is hydro thunder this is an xbox 360 title this was like a remake of an old arcade game which is basically speedboats racing each other it's I've heard it's pretty good, so it might be worth checking out. I remember it in the arcades. Yep. And uh, last is Battlefield. This is where we all met, gentlemen, on Battlefield 3. So this is a game close to our hearts, but I'm not going to play it. I've been there, done that. It's a great game, but I'm no interest in revisiting it.
2: Uh, Correction. Our first multi-co op game was uh, Gears of War 3.
1: Was it really?
0: Yes, it was. Indeed. Oh. Some backstory to the origin of the uh, ET yep. Operations. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, that's about it. Okay. And let's see here. We got we PS need- Plus. Yes, we need to be balanced on PS Plus. And uh, there was a, a correction that had gone out. They had announced some incorrect games, at least for Europe. I'm just going to tell you the correct ones. Hatofo Boyfriend, in which you're a pigeon and you're playing a dating simulator. Hard I'm pass in. for me. I'm <laughs> in. I'm in, okay. <laughs> it's
1: a, it's a pigeon dating game? I'm in. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Okay.
2: Which Which of those pigeons are the sexiest, Ron?
1: Uh, none of them
0: because I'm not going to play this damn game. Uh, next up was Infamous Second Son. And I really want to play this game. I played the other Infamous games. Uh, and to the point where I was like, "Oh, I should renew my PS Plus," but then I was like, "Wait a second! I can get this thing for twenty bucks, and it's probably going to go on sale anyway for much less." So I want this game, but I'm going to wait for it. What do you guys think?
2: I played it; it was okay. If you were to play any of the infamous one, play the second light one. This is better than Second Son. It's not. Oh yeah, uh, it's a standalone not, expansion. It's a standalone one that's not. Um, it's in the same world, but it's not like related to the story of Second Son. But it's a lot better than Second Son, in my opinion.
0: Uh, Mondo, what are you? did you ever play these infamous games?
1: Nope.
0: Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, they're open world. Like, kind of, you have powers. I think you would enjoy it. Um, but uh, if you haven't played by now, it's probably not for you. <laughs> um, next up is Strike Vector EX. Don't know what this is.
1: No one one knows. (laughs) Okay,
0: and we are doomed. Anyone know what that is?
1: Mm. I just know we're doomed because we don't know what
0: the game is. Yep. Okay. Uh, On PS3, Handball number 16. Guys, I didn't know there was Handball 1 through 15. (laughs) Handball simulator. Yeah, there's Handball 16, guys.
1: Maybe Maybe it's for the year. Maybe it's for the year 2016. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: enough.
1: (laughs) Good call, Mondo. Good call. Yeah, you know.
0: Uh, Truck Racer. Truck, truck
1: Racer. Not familiar with that title, but I'm pretty sure you're a truck driver. Racing trucks?
0: trucks. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Vita, also had a full boyfriend and we are doomed. Not very there interesting. You go like,
2: uh, take your pigeon dating on the yeah, go. Not <laughs> very
0: interesting, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, so next up is uh, No More Heroes. Travis Strikes Against. This is for Nintendo Switch. Um, I never played one or two, so I'm probably not going to pick this up. What did you guys think?
2: I was actually going to ask you guys that. I've never played the, any of those No More Heroes games. I like the style, but I don't know if any of them were good. But it looks interesting.
1: Is that No More Heroes? Is that the, uh, black and white?
0: No, no, th- that's Mad World. This is the oh, one okay. where your Travis touchdown, which is basically this guy with a red jacket and sunglasses, and he had a sword, and it was a Wii game. Was it like a lightsaber or something like that? Yeah, kind of. I think so.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Man, I guess we didn't. Super Fifty One game. So I mean, it has potential.
0: The graphic style looks good, but uh, you know, who knows with these Japanese games? We'll wait for the reviews. Yep. Okay. uh, Next up is Secret of Mana. Is a remake. It's going to be for the PS4 and Vita. uh, on February fifteenth, I didn't play this on SNES, um, so I'm interested. I heard this was a great game. I would totally get this for Vita. I don't know about PS4. I don't need to really play a, a big game like that. Um, or uh, I should say a classic game on my PS4. But I think on Vita is a nice thing to take with you on a plane ride. Um, I might be interested on that. What do you guys think? I
2: love Secret of Mana, the original. And I, I was kind of excited when they announced this. But when I looked at it, man, the graphics are horrible. I don't like that art style that they took with it. It's kind of like the chibi style, I guess. Um, yeah. anime style. It's like when
0: they did uh, Final Fantasy IV, right? Yeah, it
2: looks like the 3DS-like style remakes when it could be more. But if it remains the same kind of gameplay, it looks like they added voice acting too, so I'm not sure about that. But uh, if if it still has that classic gameplay, I'd be down for it. And I wonder if they're going to keep the multiplayer too, because it was one of the cool things about the original game. If you had a multi-tap, you could play uh, three-player co-op. Mono,
1: did you ever play these games? uh secret of mana i i might have um i was just picking up anything from 2020 video back in the day oh yeah Um, so i would just read like any random game and i think i did come across secret of mana um wasn't really astute on the uh, rpg games so i would just play it you know two three hours and then just like return it the very next day um i like it i like the overall artwork and what they're trying to do um they're trying to get this game kind of uh out quickly, so they're they're not going to go full-on, you know, like, amazing graphics. And I can understand that. It's like, hey, you want to kind of keep the cuteness there, and I, I I get that. And some of these uh, dungeons or uh, areas, it looks closely to the uh, original SNES version, so uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. So, out next year, February what? 15th. 15th. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah Ron,
2: then- if you like that Legend of Zelda-style game, this is pretty much that uh, like their version of zelda and it's well done
1: yeah we'll see we don't, um uh, carry over that co-op us three. Oh,
0: yeah i mean Dip if they get, if they out. have uh the ability to do a filter so you can check classic graphics that would be awesome but uh we'll see that would be sweet like if it kind of like the off and on kind of like yeah. the halo anniversary yeah. that'd be sweet Alright, well, next up is a rumor that Bethesda may be making a Game of Thrones game. Who read this story, guys? Because this one I didn't uh, catch. It's So, so basically, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a rumor. So basically, what happened is that Target listed this game by Bethesda um, on a listing on their site. So people are speculating that it's an unannounced game that they accidentally outed. Um, they removed it since, so that may have validated it, but not 100% sure, but... It's interesting. Uh, out of all the companies, it's kind of weird that Bethesda will be doing a licensed game, um, but if you know they've they've been known for quality, especially for the RPGs. So I'd be up for it. Um, I just don't want it to be another like Elder Scrolls game. I might might as well just be Elder Scrolls rather than a Game of Thrones one.
0: Yeah. It better rely heavy on the storyline because, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know that you need a really action game in this franchise. So we'll see what happens. So that's a rumor for now. Uh, next up is uh, for NBA 2K18. Apparently Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett... Are gonna be guest commentators, and uh, are they gonna be doing like the full commentary for the game as the color commentators, or how's this gonna work? How it works now is that for
2: depending on who you match up, it's different commentators, like for example, it'll be uh, Brent Berry, uh, and this current NBA 2K17, anyways, <laughs> it'll switch off depending on who you're playing with because they, I guess, they have more knowledge or whatever between the teams that you're playing with. So it may be the same situation where. Depending on who you pair up, they're going to be the commentator alongside with um, I forgot Ke- uh, Kevin Kellogg, Harlan. Uh, Kevin Harlan. Yeah, Kevin Harlan. So, uh, it'll be cool to see. It'll be nice to hear the little inside stuff and uh, see how far they go. Because Shaq is not the greatest in terms of that. He, he sounds very monotone, um, but he's in every game. So, curious uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> to see how Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett does. Monitor do, uh, any fine.
1: interest. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting how they actually get portrayed um, for guest commentators. Maybe they can be like on the booth, you know, like on the uh, the loading thing where they're just like jabbering on or they can be like a sidelight reporter, you know, and they'll be like, hey, you know, this this is going on or we got like an injury report. But uh, it'll be interesting to see.
2: I think they're trying to emulate that thing that uh, TNT has been doing. that did this past recent season where the second half of the season, they did uh, guest commentators with actual NBA players. Uh, that was a cool idea, and um, it's cool to hear their take on things, but not everyone is equal in terms of their commentating skills. So yeah. see how Kobe Bryant does. I can imagine Kevin Garnett being a little bit more enthusiastic, but Kobe Bryant, I don't know. We'll see. We
1: he'll uh, a... play the basketball game instead of commentating.
0: <laughs> Kobe Bryant is great at everything he does, so uh, he, I think he'll do a great job.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, that's the bias that, right there. That, 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 <laughs> that, that,
0: that over here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right of uh, getting uh, convicted, right? Oh, my goodness.
0: You said Gotta everything. Go Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Changing the subject. Metroid Samus Return. Return. <laughs> uh, Metroid Samus Return is going to have a nice little Easter egg, a, which for, is a reversible cover that references the classic Game Boy uh, box art. And this is really cool. And this reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy... Uh, 12 for PS4 also had a classic reversible box. I'm sorry, it wasn't classic, but it was just like a nicer artwork than you would normally find on the standard PS4. So this is going to be cool. I'm totally going to flip over my box when I pick up this game. That's going to be the standard cover for you? Uh, Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's very unique. And so uh, I'll definitely flip it over myself. So
2: Oh, it's weird. Like I remember they used to do that all the time for like for 360 games. Like remember for Bioshock uh, Infinite at the cooler. I flipped that over as side. well. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Or like Assassin's Creed 3. Um, that, was that it always in
1: 3s? Marvel vs. Capcom 3.
2: <laughs> was it Marvel vs. Capcom 3 as well? Yeah,
1: I have the vanilla and like the ultimate Marvel, and you can do the same thing. It's pretty uh, cool. Yeah,
2: that's the only thing I miss with uh, box arts, but I don't mind. the. Digi- I-, I rather prefer the digital future. But it was cool. Collector's item to have.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But I think for 3DS, you got to go with uh, physical because they're... S- purchases are tied to the console it's not system-wide yeah it's a nintendo
2: thing yeah you it's gotta a prove nintendo that thing.
0: so yeah uh all right well that's gonna do it for us guys if you feel like giving us feedback again we would love to hear it we'd like to know what works what doesn't work and uh, we would be greatly appreciative if you want to give us a comment wait and on a side
2: note before we oh, go right, since this up? is uh 23 jordan day uh Got any new
0: Jordans you can talk about? Well, uh, funny you mentioned that because the Jordan 32s were just announced. Uh, And what it is is a a throwback to the Jordan Number 2. This was a model that not a lot of people like these days. There's not a lot of love for this model. But at the time, it was the first Nike to not have a swoosh on it. And it used premium materials. And it was made in Italy at the time. And it had like a snakeskin kind of leather to it. And so they use that one as inspiration and it actually has the, uh, the Air Jordan wings logo as opposed to the Nike or to Nike Swish or the Jumpman. So, but it still has the Jumpman on the side and it has a fly knit upper and all the new technology you would expect on a modern one, but it's a throwback to the, uh, Jordan 2. So I'm looking
2: at it now, the black and red one looks super
0: nice. It does, logo. right? And uh, they're also going to be debuting a low version of the shoe for the first time, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool too. So more casual. What's with the um, the little square? It looks like a square block underneath the Yeah, that's something that's like um, what they call like a flight pad. And I think that's part of their technology to probably give you arch support or something to that effect. So there's nothing in there or do you put something in there? It it appears to be a carbon fiber plate, so it might be for rigidity. Ah, I see. Do you like the Wing logo? I love the Wing's logo just because it's something that it's rare and it only made it to two shoes. I guess three, if you count the thirty-one, because the thirty-one was a reference to the original Jordan one. So it, the the thirty-one had both. I feel you. Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah, so that was it. Uh, there you go. We we finally were able to tie it into uh, episode twenty-three. 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had
2: to leave it off of some.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me give out that uh, email address. If you want to give us that feedback, tell me to talk about more shoes or whatever. Uh, that's easy. Operations QA at gmail.com. Like us on our Facebook page or please leave us a comment. We have not gotten any reviews, I should say, on uh, Google Play or iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. It would help uh, boost up our, our views and things like that. So um, anything else, guys? Uh, have a good night.